the welcome table. The welcome table. The table that has been set up. The table where there's always room for just one more. It's a place where we come together, where everything in this world that separates and divides, that distracts and discombobulates. The welcome table, the place where when the world is heavy on your shoulders and you feel overwhelmed, Jesus says, I have a table and you're welcome to it. Today, we're gonna be jumping into the next part of this sermon series. And I, I wanna say thank you, Pastor Michael, for the privilege of being here and preaching for Elevate. When I was pastoring here as a youth pastor a few years ago, almost eight, Elevate was just a dream. And I want to let you know that many years ago, over 10 years ago, people were praying for this opportunity that you are experiencing. You have long been prayed for. People had you in their mind. And right now, as you're going through this sermon series called The Welcome Table, that dream was praying for a day where people could see a table where Jesus was at the center, where Jesus was welcoming people. And they wanted you to know that you are welcome and you have a seat at the table. Today, as we continue the sermon series, we're going to be studying Luke chapter 10. And we're going to start by looking at the first verse in the little pericope, the little section of the Bible that we're going to be focusing on. And I'm going to invite um, the media team to pull up our first verse. We're going to start with verse 38, and we're going to go all the way to verse 42. And what we're going to do is we're going to focus on sections of the text. We're going to wrestle with what it says here. And so I invite you to read along with me. You can follow along on the screen or whether you have the digital format or the paper format. Notice what it says in Luke chapter 10, verse 38. It says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. You see, this story and just this verse says a lot. And if you're paying attention, you can see that there is so much going on here. There's, there's a, a trajectory. There's movement. Jesus is headed somewhere. He's headed to Jerusalem. Jesus is on a mission. Jesus has a focus. Jesus has an end goal in mind. May I submit to you that you are that end goal. Jesus' mission was you. Jesus' mission was me. We are Jesus' mission. And as Jesus is actively moving forward and changing things and leading things, Jesus 
is also guiding his disciples. Now, the context of this passage that we're reading starts in chapter 10, of course, but I also want to submit to you that it starts in chapter 9. If you were to flip a couple pages over and go to chapter 9, you would see that Jesus calls his disciples, the 12, and he sends them out and he gives them mission and he gives them instruction, he gives them purpose. And in that purpose, they're out actively doing and being a part of something big. Then when you get to chapter 10, Jesus sends out more disciples. But in the context of the doing and the the things that they're actively working to do, Jesus also starts teaching And this story that we're looking at is nestled in between a parable, a story of the Good Samaritan, and it's nestled right next to a teaching about prayer. This story that we're about to read is an inflection point. It's a pivot. You see, sometimes when we're doing the work of God, the things that God called us to do, we make ourselves so, so busy. And sometimes when we're When we're doing, we start feeling overwhelmed. We we tend to forget that at the creation of time, Jesus made us to be human beings, not human doings. And in this story, we find that there's a little inflection point where I'm thinking, Jesus is intuiting that his disciples are overwhelmed. And so Jesus brings them to a place where they can land the plane, where they can settle into some nourishment for their hearts and nourishments to their soul. And so this week, you may be very overwhelmed by all the doings of your life. And at this welcome table that God has set up, Jesus gives you an invitation to be. And so if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, I invite you to take a deep breath, pull up a seat at the table, and be with Jesus. Can we take a collective breath? The next verse 39 tells us her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. This verse, look at how short it is. This verse says so much. Do you know who typically would sit at the feet of a rabbi? Disciples. This story takes place at a time where women were looked down upon, where women were less than, where women were servants. And at the welcome table says, Jesus says, that is not the way I want this world to be. And he invites women to sit at his feet and learn. Think about this. This story, this verse is about Jesus making room and welcoming the marginalized, the less than, the the ones that society would say, the not good enoughs. 
And Jesus says, you are good enough. Don't fall for the rat race of doing, 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 doing. Just be. I've got a table set up, Jesus says. You're welcome to just be with me. Now there's a challenge that arises. It's really hard for us to just be. Our world is perfectly crafted and engineered to make us go, 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 go. And if we don't go, we even feel guilty that we're not achieving in life. In fact, some of us, when we vacation, we even like do these crazy jam-packed sessions of, well, I got to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to go over here and we're going to go over here. And then people say, how was your vacation? Oh, I need a vacation from my vacation. Why? So that you can do that all over again? Further deplete your soul? Drain you of all the things that God made you to, to be? Doing never helps. Being is what we need. Pastor, I hear you. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but how practical is that? I've got bills to pay. I've got classes to write papers for. I'm constantly having to make choices. Do I do this or do I do that? Do I sleep in for my mental health and physical well-being? Or do I wake up and study my Bible to get ready for the day? Hey, I'm with you. Life is hard. But the next verse tells us something very interesting. And by the way, if you come to the summit, Pastor Michael does a great job of unpacking this verse. I don't have the time to go into detail. Oh, but if you stay for the summit, you will be richly blessed by how Pastor Michael unpacks all the busyness of life. So we're going to go kind of quick through this verse but I want to highlight just a couple things. It says, but Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. By the way, the way it's written in the Greek, that was not a question. That was a statement. Martha goes to Jesus and says, Jesus, tell my sister to come help me. She's preparing a big meal and, 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 and she's trying to serve the Lord. She's trying to minister to everyone that's around the table. And by the way, Jesus calls us to do work. And Jesus calls us to do that work well. But Jesus also calls us not to get distracted. I don't know if you've heard the phrase, be a Mary in a Martha world. It's a very clever phrase. There's books and devotionals based around that phrase. And this, this passage that we're studying about is not about stop all your work, do nothing. No, this is about doing your work well. About choosing how to be present with Jesus in your work. And if you ever find yourself becoming bitter, may I humbly submit to you 
that maybe we're not doing our work well and we're not following Jesus in our work. Because here, Martha was trying to be a blessing, but she was starting to become overwhelmed and she becomes bitter. So she attacks her sister and tries to get Jesus to attack her too. Now, look at verse 41 and notice how Jesus responds to Martha. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. Can you relate to that? How many of you right now are feeling so overwhelmed by all the details of the things that you need to pick up when you leave this space? Oh, I got that, that special K loaf to pull out of the oven when I get home. I got to prepare all these, these plates. Oh, I hope that the cake isn't dry. Don't get stuck in the doing. Be in the presence of God. Don't get stuck in the doing. Be in the presence of God. And then notice verse 42. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. You see, Mary chose to take Jesus' invitation and sit at the table. Jesus says, you're welcome to be here where other rabbis wouldn't welcome a woman. You're welcome to be here. And Mary chose to be. Martha was overwhelmed. Mary chose to be. You see, Mary chose the best thing. And in a moment, my my good friend, Jonathan Wall, is going to lead us through a contemplative song leading us to Jesus. And so my invitation to you as we look at the welcome table, wherever you are in life, whatever you are doing, whether you're actively doing, may you pivot to being with Jesus in the doing. Or whether you're taking a moment and sitting at the table at Jesus' feet, don't pull out the phone and get distracted by the dopamine hit. Be with Jesus. You and I have an invitation to choose what is best. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Grace and peace to you.